I feel pretty, oh so pretty. I feel pretty and witty and bright. And I pity any girl who isn't me tonight. I feel charming, oh so charming. It's alarming how charming I feel. And so pretty that I hardly can believe I'm Girl be. Such a pretty face, such a pretty dress, such a pretty smile, such a pretty me. I feel stunning and entrancing, feel like running and dancing for joy. But I Welcome to the Gabriel Series Fan Podcast. I'm Elizabeth, a.k.a. Betty, and my partner in crime is on her way. We are having a bit of technical difficulty, so please bear with us. Um, and today we have a special Hello. guest. Oh, Perlene, you're back. Yay! Hey, Perlene. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank God. This is Skype. Yes, Skype is having, it's being naughty right now. So today we have a special guest, one of the wonderful muses joining us tonight for a special podcast. We're going wedding dress shopping with Julia. Welcome everyone. Mango. Yay. So today we get to go wedding dress shopping with Julia and ooh, we get oh to try on dresses God. as well. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm sorry for my boy. Sorry about the weather. Aww. And I can't, I can't see the, the chat room, so excuse me if I missed some message. Okay. Yes, we're having a bit of technical difficulty, so please bear with us. And um, I see Carla. Hi, Carla. She's joining us in the chat room. Hi, Carla. Okay, so before we start today's podcast, there are a few announcements. So in case you don't know, first of all, is oh my God, it's the best day in the world. It's Pablo's Virgil model's birthday. Virgil, Virgil, yay. <laughs> oh, Virgil. Yes, it's his birthday today, so woohoo to my awesome Virgil. <clears throat> oh, I lost my partner again, so, oh, darn. Yes. We're having technical difficulties again, so please bear with us. So in the meantime, yes, today is Virgil's birthday, so be like Virgil. And I have a, fa- a quote from his. And it love conquers all and lets us yield to it. And let us yield to it. So, yay, Virgil! <laughs> okay, um, also, now let's go to the other announcements. I really love that quote. What do you think, Mango? I'm sorry, you really love what? Oh, I said I love Virgil's quote. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, it's nice. Yes. 
Okay, so I'm going to go now to the next announcements. There are a few podcasts going on right now in case you want to join them. There is um, SR's Florentine series and they are back on Saturday, October 21st at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, New York Time. They're discussing the romance, so make sure you join Kes and Pam. It's so much fun. You're going to love it and the story is getting even better and better. So yay, Willie and Raven. <clears throat> next is... <laughs> I don't think he likes his nickname yet, but whatever. Um, <clears throat> do you have a nickname for William, or it's just William? I just call him William. Okay. I haven't thought of, you know, I haven't thought of a nickname for him. There's something about him that is so forbidding. I can't. I, I, I don't think I've come up with one that I would feel like. I would worry that he wasn't getting angry or Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, our call just dropped right now, so we're going to have to call. <clears throat> I think we're having difficulty again, technical difficulties with Skype, so Skype be nice. I think, just think it might be Willie who's um, <clears throat> trying to interrupt our show because he heard his name again. Willie, 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 right Willie? Anyway, so let's keep going to the next stuff. While we wait. Okay, there you go. Yay! I think it was William trying to block the call again. It's okay, don't worry. <laughs> so you don't have a nickname for Willie? I don't know. I was saying that he seems like so serious and so forbidden that I would be worried that uh Yes. And sometimes he really, really acts like one, but, you know, I, I haven't, other than the prince, you know, I haven't, I haven't really, um, I haven't really thought of him. Do you have one for Willie? Well, I call him Willie, and he doesn't like it. In Twitter, oh, he, he hates it, and he keeps telling me, I'm a prince, for crying out loud. And I'm like, yeah, 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 Willie. Well, it was Willie, or Willie the Full Full, or Wilster. Yeah, but see, I don't think he's gonna kill me. He's too kind, you know. He likes blood, so, so it's like I have good blood, you know. <laughs> Hi, Noni. I see Noni in a chat room. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next, let's keep going with the next announcements. Uh, announcements. Noches in Florencia hosted a podcast, a podcast de la Esperanza, yesterday, Saturday. And um, congratulations to the ladies who are trying to raise um, money to go to Puerto Rico and Mexico. And if you listen to it, you got to hear to Jen, uh, the bosses in the chat room, the ladies from SR Spans Mexico and SR Spans Puerto Rico. Lily was able to join. And I think uh, Jen was there, and Andy was there as well, and I was there. So congratulations to all of the people who listened. And if you want to send money, help, um, you can you can send um, donate to the Mexican Red Cross, which is Cruz Roja MX, or send money to the Hispanic Federation. And the links are going to be in our Twitter account. Yes. Okay, next is Trilogia Gabriel is back next Saturday, October 21st at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, New York Time. They are going over El Inviano de Gabriel and it's in Spanish. So if you can, go for it and join them with a professor in Spanish. So, ooh. And last but not least, the ladies of Noites and Florencia are back next Sunday, October 22nd at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, New York Time. They're reading O Julgamento de Gabriel and they're going to conclude Chapter 2. So... Again, ooh, they had to postpone today's show, but hopefully they'll be back next week. And I see Susan there. Hi, Susie. Oh no, wait, that's you. <laughs> Sorry, I thought it was Susie from um, <laughs> from Australia. Um, okay, no, and that's, me. that's you. It doesn't show up with my, it show up with my nickname. Mm-hmm. I have to change it. Okay. Anyway. All right, and 
Let me see. Last but not least, don't forget to vote for your favorite scenes of Gabriel's Inferno. Hopefully, you know, we get to hear good news. One star, eh, okay. And five stars, yes, please. I need to see this in a film, movie, something. Maybe in a TV series. Hint, hint. <clears throat> so don't yeah. forget to do that. And also, good news are coming. So make sure you sign up to SR's newsletter. And hopefully we get to hear something soon. Does he has an announcement soon? Yes. Said, mm-hmm. We're still waiting, so yeah. maybe this week. Yeah. Okay, and last, don't forget, Musings and Argyle Empire is available on Amazon, and you help Covenant House PA and um, Terry Foundation as well. So go for it. You can get it on Amazon and leave a review. What the heart wants is available as well on Amazon and leave a review. The proceeds again go to the Terry Foundation, Constellation by Jennifer Locklear, The Roman by The Boss, Sylvie Raynard, Roman Crazy by Nina Bocci and Alice Clayton are available on iBooks, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. It's available everywhere. And don't forget in December, the man in the black suit comes out. So woo, we can't wait to find out what, what happens in that novel. Yay, so many stories. So, okay. All good books. Yes, all good books. And so, yeah, you know, now we just need to go away for a while and just read. Handsome, sexy man. <laughs> and you are in musings as well. So, oh my God, I love your story. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you did. It was fun to write. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really it was, cute. Um, yeah, well, you know, I, I really love my life. I seem to have heard a lot about things being in New Jersey, and the, the book that I'm working on is also set mostly in New Jersey, and and, it, and they almost always have a lot about animals and food. Yes. <laughs> and I guess, you know, the, the two things that are, two things I love, you know, I love love, and I love animals and food, so I love story really a good focus on that. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. See, that's why I need to get back to Florida. Yes, well, Pam was in Florence and she saw the prince, I think. Or, <clears throat> did you see the prince, Pam? <laughs> I know she was at the Uffizi. And, um, so uh-huh. yeah. Yes, she was. She took mm-hmm. some beautiful pictures. Yes, she did. So maybe, maybe if she goes back, she can tell us more. Maybe what happens in the villa. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe that's yeah. going to be like VIP. She could be a little spy. Right? Or teatro? That would be interesting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But we have to be careful with Pam. We don't want to, um, <clears throat> you know, have her be dessert for all of those crazy vampires. <laughs> no, no. We'll have to have, we'll, we'll put her in a garlic or <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And maybe... For William. She can take it off with William. Yes, with William. Well, with William, it really doesn't have an effect, so it doesn't really matter. But, yeah. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. He's she special. not have to worry about the garlic. No, no, so. no. Okay. We can use well. it for the pasta. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Alrighty then. So I think I lost my partner again. We're having, again, problems with Skype. So we're just going to go over what happened in the summary. Okay. And maybe she will join us once we are um, back. Okay. So in case you don't remember what happened in the last chapter, chapter 53, well... Turns out that Julia dropped a bomb. <gasps> she told Paul what's going on. She's engaged. Which, by the way, Perling and I were having this discussion last week that we kind of felt that she maybe should have given a bit more hints before. Yeah. So it wouldn't be such yeah. a surprise. Like, I'm engaged. What? Uh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think poor Paul was pretty shocked. Right. Well, especially because it's been four months, and I don't think she heard from him since July, I think. So, it it was something. Uh, By the way, did that happen in the other story? Was it like that, or? 
or would they change it with this scene? Um, when Julia, when Julia tells Paul that she's engaged. Um, I think it was very similar. It, he, um, it was um, in the earlier story. I think, and I'm trying to remember accurately. I think it was about the same time frame that you know Paul knew that she was going back to Gabriel, but the, the wedding announcement came um, suddenly for him. And that he really felt that he still had this hope in his heart that even though he knew she was back with him, but she changed time. He, I guess he kind of felt like, you know, to her senses because he really didn't think that Gabriel was a good man for her. Mm -hmm. And I think he was worried about that, you know. Right. Because he is a good person. He was seen before. So, but I think there was the same amount of time and, you know, where, at some, where she told Paul, you know, she was going back with Gabriel in the very shortly after that she said that they were getting married so it was quite a shock to him. right well at least in this i mean from the the way we've read the books um she never told him that she went back to gabriel <laughs> so it was like gabriel quit his job <gasps> just so you know okay and then it was like i'm engaged so that was yeah. for us it was like yeah. wait that's how you tell him <laughs> so okay so yes paul Poor Paul receives the email telling him that she's engaged and she's going to get married in a CC. So you're invited. Oh, yeah. And Catherine Picton's invited as well. <laughs> Which, um, yeah, I, I'm surprised that she's inviting Professor Picton. But then again, they started to bond somewhat. So that's good. But um, I guess... Mm -hmm. I was going to say, Professor Picton did so much for her and really did a lot to kind of, in a, in a um, sort of a sneaky way, but not a mean sneaky, a nice sneaky way to kind of reconnect her and Gabriel. Yes. You know, uh, so she, and I think Professor Picton encouraged her so much in her studies and knew that she was a smart young woman. And uh, I think Professor Picton saw a lot of herself in Julia. So. Mm -hmm. There was almost a, a motherly, mother-daughter kind of bond there a little bit, and also, you know, something where there were two, two scholars, two smart women who recognized uh, the accomplishments and the abilities in one another. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. It really, it really is nice that she's not forgetting Professor Picton. And I'm sure yes. um, she's going to love being there, especially because, like, like you said, she was playing matchmaker. Little Cupid yes. afterwards, yeah. so that I was. I think she felt very. She felt that we we don't we don't really know exactly what happened to her, but there's a lot of little hints that she had a romance when she was young, and it did not work out, and that was very. Uh, it was heartbreaking. I think she did not want to see the same thing happen to Gabriel and Julianne. Mm. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Well, thank you for that scoop. <laughs> Hi, Leslie. Yeah. I didn't know that. Anyway, I wish I could find the page of that song, but I remember it was in one of the books where it, it, it sort of then Professor Picton's head a little bit, and uh, and they talked about how you know she was, there was there was someone who was her great love. Ooh, so. interesting. Well, this was fascinating. Okay. So, um, okay, so later on we find out through Paul, because Paul sends Julia a package, and it's a f special edition of the Velveteen Rabbit, and then he also tells her that his father had a heart attack, which I was devastated. Um, right. Ted Norris had a heart attack, so now Paul went back to the farm with his parents, he's going to help out, and so yeah, I really thought it was adorable that he he tells her again and I know he writes that he wishes that he always wanted her to blossom to be more confident to find herself and be happy and again you know as you said before when we were um, speaking before the show that Paul was really concerned for Julia right right he just didn't want her to be hurt again and he was he was really afraid that Gabriel would do that mm-hmm 
Right. See, yeah. I, I think again, yeah. it's because of the communi- miscommunications. Julia sometimes keeps too much to herself. So just like a as a bystander, you always wonder where exactly she is. If this is a good thing yeah. or if it's a bad thing. She doesn't say much, so it's hard to know when to step in. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, he didn't want to offend her, mm-hmm. but he really wanted her to know that if she ever needed anything from him, that he would be there for her. Mm-hmm. So, no, it was he was walking a fine line there, definitely. Yes. Uh, but again, you know, I keep thinking back to that time where um, Julia bumps into him and he thinks that her boyfriend, Owen, which he thinks is Simon, is the one who was yeah. aggressive to her. When he sees right. a bite in her neck, he thinks, oh my God, that's her ex-boyfriend who she just went back to. Maybe maybe she's hiding right. stuff. So I can't help but feel bad for him because... Us, the readers, we know what's going on and everything's fine. There's nothing to worry about. But him, you know, he, he's just trying to figure out things with the few clues that he's given. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so... I think you're right, mm-hmm. yeah. So then after Julia reads the note, she puts it away and she um, removes some, some tears. Which I still wonder if she was sad mostly because of what's going on to Paul or the fact that he didn't uh-huh. approve of her wedding the way she expected. Yeah. Why do you think well, she... I... Mm-hmm. Go on, Mango. I... Oh, were you asking me or were you asking... No, I was asking you. Like... Do you think um, oh, okay. she was sad of... She folds the note and she puts it away, but she's sad. And my question was, do you think she was sad because of Paul's news that all of the things are happening to him or the fact that he wasn't so thrilled about the wedding? Well, I think she is sad and concerned about his father, but I think she's also very sad because she knows that their friendship can never be the same. Mm-hmm. That Paul's, Paul felt more for her than she felt for him, and he made it pretty clear in the letter that he really, you know, if, if you read it, you could see that he could probably never get beyond that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and he, she wanted him to come to the wedding because he was a good friend to her and had been for a long time, but he couldn't bear it. I think even if his father had been well, he would not have gone because it would, would have been too much for him. He couldn't have, he, he couldn't stand it emotionally. And I think she knew that. So I think she was sad because she lost that friendship because they could never be, he, she could never be the, the, the woman that he wanted, that, you know, he loved her and she could not love him back mm-hmm. the way he loved her. So I think that's what her sadness was about because she really... When things are that uneven, um, it can be very, very hard to be friends. Right. So, okay, I just saw um, <laughs> Carla's comment in the chat room. She was saying that this is regarding Professor Picton. She said, I think that Professor Picton helped Julia um, getting strong and focused on her studies and realized that there are so many things she can do and focus on, and focus on besides Gabriel. So she's definitely a strong presence in Julia's life. Yeah, that's very true. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even if it didn't work out with Gabriel, there were so many things that Julia could accomplish on her own, and I think Professor Picton, you know, wanted to make sure that that would happen one way or the other. Right. Yeah, I think that's a very good thought. Right. We were discussing that last week, that we felt sometimes Julia, Julia's attention is consumed. She just focuses so much on Gabriel that sometimes she forgets, right. neglects the other right. relationships she has with her friends or with her dad or... Just in general. Uh-huh. Right, right. So, yeah. And um, Leslie is saying, unrequited love, Paul is just waiting for Betty. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I hope so. I keep daydreaming of what would happen in that story. So, yeah. And Carla says, I think this is about Julia. I think she was a bit overwhelmed about getting everything, her friend not supporting her. At least that's how she sees it. Then reading the sad news of Paul's dad, and maybe she's also thinking that she lost Paul. Perhaps she realized in that moment how selfish she was by wrong by writing the note and not asking anything about him. So the only thing she could do was cry. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, she told him a lot of his news, but really didn't ask him. 
back and looking at her note. Um, mm-hmm. She really told them all about herself, but didn't ask too much about him. what was going on in his life. Right. So, um, you know, maybe she felt a little sad that she was being kind of thoughtless there. Right. Not, you know, saying to him, are you, and all of that. Other than saying, I hope this email finds you well. So, right. Yeah. It's not a lot of her to be thoughtless, but, you know, maybe she was so caught up in the excitement of her own wedding that mm-hmm. it sort of came across that way. Right. Oh, sometimes it's hard. You never know what's really going on in the other person's world. That's so. very true. Mm-hmm. And you Can you repeat that again? I'm sorry, I was losing the signal. Uh, I was, I was going to say that you know sometimes you might people don't receive what you said or do in the way that you intended, like they accepted the way you intended it to be, and um, don't always know that. But you can't always know what might have happened around the time, like if you send an email or a letter, or even if you just call. difficult so okay well hopefully (laughs) I just can't wait to read what happens in the next book by the way what was your reaction when you you read that scene that chapter like with yeah. his his personality and the values he has that his parents instill in him uh-huh. so I just I uh-huh. find out very he's very brave yeah for, for fighting yeah, you know def- and he's obviously like mm-hmm. go ahead I was gonna say you know the yeah, fact that he the 
that he stood up to the professor, even though he was he was pretty much he could lose his career. I'm reading Leslie's comments right now. She says, perhaps with time, Paul will be able to re-engage in a friendship. He needs more time to move on. And um, she also says, if I recall, Paul also did not know the backstory between Gabriel and Julia. Yeah, she kept that to herself. So it was always like, uh, mm -hmm. he pretty much thought they just met. Mm -hmm. Right. Thought that I think the whole romance just started when Julia came to Toronto and went back in book one, you know, when they were talking about the professor and Julia said something like, she was talking about her, you know, coming to the university there and she said something like, I didn't know he was here. Mm -hmm. And that kind of, there was a, a something in the book that time that the comment sort of went by him at that time and it wasn't until later, you know, that he really kind of maybe wondered what she meant, but he, he didn't pick up on that. Right. And I don't think she ever told him exactly what had happened between them all those years ago that she literally saved his life, you know, if he right. hadn't come upon her at that time and talked to her that, you know, he, he had really, he had planned to, to uh, commit suicide, suicide right. he was, you know, going to leave his family and all that, so, yeah. Right. See that? That's a really good point. And I always keep remembering that. And I wonder if she had told him that, maybe he would have understood a bit more their their relationship. Um, Carla is saying. Mm-hmm. Carla is saying that indeed, and he also doesn't know how much Gabriel has changed, and that's Julia's fault because she hasn't communicated with him and gave him the whole story. So in Paul's mind, Emerson is an ass. So he doesn't know how much Gabriel has changed. And then again, yes, that's right. true. It's hard yeah, to to you know, I mean, cheer. It, mm-hmm. it, it, yeah, it, that's very true. He doesn't know that you know all of that. Both what Gabriel and Julia went through apart from each other. That there was a lot of growth there. Mm-hmm. There were things that really had to happen in order to come back together successfully. And, and and Paul didn't know about all that. He only saw that. It was very hurt. And And even after he came back, Paul doesn't know about the therapy and how they're they're going and getting counseling and all of that, so. Uh, right, right. Yeah. So, okay, let's go on you know, to... Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go ahead. I was going to say, you know, Gabriel, can you go to counseling? I'll, I'll go anywhere with you. I don't Right. Okay, no, I was just going to say, now we're going to go into chapter 54. So today we get to wear wedding bride, you know, dresses. Yay! Uh, to play the bride for a day. It's always fun. Okay, so in ch- so today is chapter 54. And um, we find ourselves with um, Tom a bit nervous about the wedding. Because now he found out that the wedding is going to take place in... Assisi in Umbria, yeah. Italy. So, right. wow. I kind of felt bad for him yeah, because... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, I mean, 
that's a big trip to take, you know, unexpectedly like that. Yes. And I think he really would have been much happier if it had all taken place at home. Right. I was surprised in a way that she, that Julia, didn't think of getting married in the their special orchard. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of curious too. You would have thought that they would have done something to create like a whole, uh, uh, like not. You can't obviously you can't really make a church out of something like that, but you could really make it a very spiritual place, mm -hmm. you know, an orchard. But I guess, I guess, you know, Italy meant so much to the both of them, and, and you know, St. Francis was someone who they both loved and admired, so um, I guess they decided to, to have their ceremony there. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they just want to keep know, that... Get married in the maybe they just want to yeah. keep that to themselves, like their special place. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, right. Maybe they didn't want the whole family there. You know, well, why are you getting married here in an orchard? Right. Well, why would you do that? You know, and then they'd have to explain it all. And mm -hmm. So. Or next thing yeah. you know, everyone's in a gold picnic <laughs> at their special yeah. orchard. It's like, what? <laughs> what are you doing here? Oh, we're going to do a picnic. That's yeah, right. The next time they want to <laughs> the come back themselves, it's all crowded. Right, <laughs> right. It's like, you didn't reserve oh, the spot today. Go back. <laughs> so, um, Yeah. Leslie is saying about Julia that um, she says, I agree, but she is respectful regarding Julia of Gabriel's privacy, so she, like, did not share. Okay. Um, and she's saying... Well, that, um, well that's the point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Right. And... Um, I was just going to say... Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Gabriel is very, very private about what happens in his life. So, yes, you have a point there, Leslie. Um, she also says that a wedding in Umbria is so perfect for them. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Well, they had, right, because they had been in Florence and in Umbria before. So, you know, it was, it was very emotionally very important for them. Yes. But, but you know, it's true that in, in order for, if she had, I find it it's funny that the Clarks are very excited about spending a week in Italy uh -huh. um, in January, and Tom is worried because he's never traveled outside of North America. I so I mean, I can't imagine because he's a volunteer, a firefighter volunteer, which means he doesn't get paid for that. Right. He only has um, a job as a custodian, I think, of a guard at a the university so that doesn't pay much yeah. so I, I can't imagine him going like oh crap now I have to take a week off from work and from the firefighter yeah. so right yeah. right that's exactly it he'd probably be worried about his responsibilities mm -hmm. yes and um it also reminded me a bit of uh, Friends that episode where you have uh, Chandler Monica and Ross who are employed and make a lot of money and then you have Phoebe, Joey and Rachel who are not lucky that lucky to have that much money and they do have like an argument about who gets paid more and why do we have to spend so much money going here when we can't afford it so I kind of felt like that it was like um, the people who have which would be the Clarks and then it's like it's Tom who's like I don't have that much money now what do I do yeah and, you know, I mean, even though Gabriel could easily afford to pay for the trip, you know, Tom is very proud. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was, I think that was a part of what was going on when he was disappointed because he wanted to pay for the whole wedding, you know, his daughter's wedding. And, mm -hmm. and of course, Gabriel was, you know, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I've got this covered. I'm going to take care of this. And, uh, you know, it was, I think Tom was, was kind of put off by that, too. You know, and it wasn't until Julie, Julianne said, you know, I would love it if you would pay for my wedding gown. And that was really a 
very very compromised. Father felt like he was doing something very very special for her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she knew that that was not something that you know, like to pay for the entire wedding was obviously, was obviously a lot more money. You know, right. To pay for the wedding gown was really a beautiful gesture. So. Mm-hmm. So I also have to. One thing about this. Yes. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say the good. I'm sorry, go on, Mango. though when she was gonna go wedding shopping at least in my head I thought she was gonna do it with Rachel and yeah. when I found out she's alone I was like really isn't that what it is? like okay maybe video chat or something like look wedding dresses what do you suggest Rachel yeah. She's in Boston, too. Oh, no, she's in Pennsylvania. She's in Pennsylvania. Yeah, was she still in her husband? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was why, you know, right. it's just the distance. Right. So, yeah, I don't sure she would have loved her picture with her. She especially would have loved to have Grace with her. Mm-hmm. You know, because Grace was like the mother, too, so. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I see, um... I see Leslie, she, stopped. she says, I also thought she would go with Rachel. We have been waiting uh-huh. for the wedding, so yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. They've yes. all been waiting for And it. she says, yeah, Rachel is Rachel in Philadelphia. Rachel was in Philadelphia, right, mm-hmm. right. So we skipped Rachel time. Right, we skipped time, and then, oh my God, it's November, <laughs> late November. Yeah. So I guess even the boss is in a hurry. Like, come on, people, let's do this. <laughs> right. So it's uh, late November, and Julia is walking by herself on Norbury Street in Boston when she sees the dress. And I was curious, so I went online and I tried to figure out what shops are there. Um, and turns out that Lelite Bridal Boutique is on Burberry, Newbury Street as well. Oh, okay. So, ooh, now All we right. know the shop. Yeah. And lucky well, her, she's. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She, must have, she must have done some research on that. I think so, because almost every place <laughs> that he mentions it's real. The good news is that Julia doesn't have to do a lot of window shopping because she finds it right there in the window. Yeah. And it's a, mm-hmm. an ivory silk organza v-neck dress with um, lace on the front, on the top. And um, yeah. the skirt is full. 
The designer is Monique Lulier. So, and yeah. they do carry dresses from her. So I was like, oh, great, this is awesome. So she's a bridal gown designer who emphasizes on sophistication, luxury, and femininity. And you can find her connection again in the boutique. And um, yeah, she started her company in 1996 when she was looking for a bridal a, wet, a wedding dress for herself. And she found one, but then she couldn't find the right accessories and dresses for her bridesmaids and the rest of the party. So she ended up making everything else. And that's how she started. Which is, um, yeah, we made a, I made an edit with a dress similar <laughs> to the descriptions. So I hope it's close to what the boss envisioned. I don't know, somebody years ago found, if it wasn't that very dress that was described, they found something that was very close to it. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, I remember, and I, I have a picture of it somewhere, if I can. If I can find it, I will uh, tweet it to you on Twitter. Okay. You, have you seen it? All right, no, I'll, I haven't I'll seen it. it. I think I have it somewhere. But I remember her, when I read about it and then when I saw the picture, I was really very surprised because it's, I, I wouldn't have expected Julia to like a dress like that because it has a lot of, I don't know if flourish is the right word, it's, it's more elaborate. Than I would have right, it's like. kind of like Cinderella-ish. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah she's right, exactly. And she's not that kind of, she doesn't strike me as that kind of woman. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you never know. I mean, sometimes, you know, women who, in the rest of their life, they don't dress very fancy or they prefer clothes that are pretty casual and straightforward, you know, they realize their wedding is such a huge occasion that they do want to make a big deal out of it. Do want to have a really fancy dress, so I thought, mm -hmm. well, maybe that's really what she wanted. But right. I remember at first I was really very surprised. I, I was surprised too, but I guess in some way for her, this is her fairy tale coming true. So maybe that's why she uh -huh. went for such an elaborate dress. Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she, she, you know, believed and knew with all her heart that she was only going to be married once, so I guess she figured she was really going to get a dress that was just very elegant. Know, and maybe a little more elaborate. So. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the only thing I would have to say about the dress is like, oh, Julia, full dresses are difficult to go to the bathroom. <laughs> like, are you sure <laughs> you want a full skirt? Because you're going to need a bathroom buddy for that. Nobody tells you that yeah, until it's like that very moment where you're like, oh, crap, I can't go on my own. Yeah, right. Right, so. Right, the maid of honor is like, I'm sorry, you're going to see things you wish you never saw. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> okay. Oh, gosh. So, um. I remember kind of. Mm-hmm. I remember going, I remember having to go into the bathroom stall sideways. Because it's the only way. And I sort of got myself in that way. And then I had to whoosh the whole thing out and um, Yes. It was pretty ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So anyway. And then you know, as the night goes on, people get a little tipsy, and then it's, uh -huh. the floor doesn't look yeah. the same either. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the more I drank, the more I had to go to the bathroom. Yes, yes. And you know, if you do a party in the summer, then you're gonna sweat as hell. So, good luck, Julia. <laughs> oh, God. The things we have to go through in order for to wear a special dress. So, okay. So, we find out that um, the dress doesn't have a tag, a price tag. Right. So, she's totally unaware of how expensive this dress is. <laughs> Poor Papa Tom. <laughs> but, um... Mm-hmm. Right. She's a very big designer, so yeah. Mm -hmm. But that was that's a you know that's uh, I that though that Tom was only Tom was very willing to do that because um, he really wanted to do something special. Like that. 
Right. So, oh, good old Papa Tom. Um, so, yeah. you oh, know, that's, that's a lot of love. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, um, later on we find out that Tom, well, she takes a selfie, a picture of herself with a gown, and she sends it to her dad. And um, he calls her back to tell her that he loves it and she looks beautiful, which, uh, of course, he has to say that. He's a dad. But um, it's really nice to see them bonding. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that um, they, they didn't really find it very easy to talk about anything emotional, you know, mm -hmm. and obviously a wedding dress is, but just the fact that he was able to do this for her, and she really wanted to let him do this for her, I think mm -hmm. there was a lot of unspoken feeling there, and it was very important to their relationship, I think. Right, right. Um, okay, so we've come to my partner's favorite line, um, she says that her, she sent it to me earlier, her favorite line is, knowing that he was able to buy his only daughter the dress of her dreams, enable him to accept the fact that Gabriel would be paying for most of the wedding. That's right. So, yeah. He was able to do very important, and, and Gabriel wasn't paying for the dress, he mm -hmm. was paying. Yes. And that was a very unique one-time thing, so. Right. Yeah. So later on, Julia spends the rest of the day shopping for her veil, her, which is an ankle length. Again, I thought she was going to go maybe for like a mid-hip, you know. Right, right, like down mm -hmm. in the middle of her back. Right, right. But she went for an ankle length. She should have just gone for a freaking cathedral veil. I mean, since you're going to go with a long veil, yeah, just really? go for the whole thing right. or just go midway. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so she goes for an ankle length, um, satin heels, and uh, a velvet cape. A white velvet cape. Smart girl, because in the winter it gets so cold. Yeah, so definitely. That's good. Mm -hmm. And even in Italy, it can be cold. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure Gabriel's gonna approve of everything. Like, oh great, she's not gonna catch a cold. <laughs> I've seen brides, I've seen brides in the winter who don't think about the weather. They think like, oh, we're going to get married in March or in April and it's still cold, especially in New York. It, it could still get really cold. And then they're just going there, you know, with a strapless dress in the middle of the park, taking pictures. And I'm like, oh, my God, I hope she's okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. So lucky for Julia. Uh, I, I, mm -hmm. I guess it's possible when you're getting married, you're so distracted that you don't really feel it, but it would bother me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. The day my brother got married, they did it in the park, and um, we thought it was going to be warm that day. Turns out it was it was chilly. <laughs> there you have us outside in the park, and it, it was just hell. <laughs> we were getting numb. So, yeah. So it's always good to plan. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so it's two weeks later, um, two weeks before the wedding, which means we're already in January. Oh my God, time flew again. And we skipped the holidays, Thanksgiving. We skipped Christmas and New Year's Eve, which makes me wonder what they did during that time. But oh well. So it's two weeks before the wedding and Tom calls Julia to ask a question and it's because he wants to bring a guest to the party. Which, this is interesting. Right? Because before, when Rachel got married, he was busy flirting with people. <laughs> we could see that he was, um, he was having a blast and now he wants to bring someone to the party. So it, it's interesting. He never said anything before about a potential date or a friend coming along. So Julia um, wants to know who is it, Dad? Right, spit it out, and she starts praying, hoping that God forbid it's Deb Lundy, his ex girlfriend. <laughs> and I thought it was funny that she's thinking like, "Oh God, please help me here." I know. She's like, "I'm not ready for this." 
<laughs> right, like after everything that she went through, and now you're gonna bring her back. Um, but luckily for her, it's not Deb Lundy, it's Diane, which I thought it was funny yeah. because Julia goes, Diane, who? And um, he tells her that it's Diane Stewart, it's the um, uh, the waitress from Kinsfolk's restaurant. So, oh my god, look at that. Papa Mitchell was um, busy going out and <laughs> mingling all this time. Yeah. Well, who knew? Who knew? Right? <laughs> I know, it, it seems. I mean, it, mm -hmm. it, it kind of made me laugh that the woman who was the waitress working egg all the time was the one that he, you know, it's like, like he didn't have to look too far, you know? Uh huh. And that's really seemed like a. That really seemed like what his personality was. Like he's not the type to look far and wide for, you know, someone and a new girlfriend. But you know, he just happened to find her at this restaurant where he ate dinner all the time, and she served him his, his you know, lunch and his dinner so often. But but so that kind of makes sense. But I thought it was really really sweet. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, it's I would think when you're in a you know when you're 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 a grown up and your dad, of course, your parents are grown up and they're not together. I'm going to start dating. Well, we saw her interacting with Julia in um, in this book, Redemption. I mean, Rapture. When Natalie came back, and they had that little um, conversation about Simon and the photographs, and um, Natalie makes a scene and talks about how Julia is unable to perform a certain activity, and you know, Diane comes to Julia and gives her comfort. So I was really happy that he's going out with someone who actually cares for his daughter. It's yeah, it's not just about right. him. Yeah. So that was very sweet. And um, in case you don't know, which we found out, I think this was last year when we were going over. Uh, actually, no, it was the beginning of this year when we started reading Redemption. I was wondering if Diane was white because I, that's how I was casting at the time. I was casting like who would play uh -huh, such uh -huh. roles, and then we the boss told us that she's actually African American. So go for right. you, Diane. Uh, oh, that's what I said. It's yeah. gonna be an interracial uh -huh. relationship. Go, Tom. <laughs> really good for him. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, they just fell upon love. They didn't think of anything else. You know that they they were just each other was very important to them. And, and there was no other issue there, and I thought that was great. Right. That's very much like SR. Right. And especially now, you see, you know, relationships, people, couples, that now everyone is more, it's more of an interracial relationship. There is no such thing as just from my same background or if we have the same uh, color or religion. Now people are more open to, to accepting and embracing oh, each other's differences. And so I was so happy That's for him. Right. Mm hmm I know. I know I was too. He deserves, as, as um, you said, uh, he deserves his happiness too. Yes. Lamoros? La La yes. Am I getting that name Yes, right? it's Leslie. Yeah. Okay. Leslie, okay. Yes. Leslie. Um, and, I, <laughs> and I see Pam, she's saying Papa's having a, having a life. And she says, it's always That's the right. quiet ones. That's right. <laughs> uh, just because he's not saying much doesn't mean he's not doing much. So he's socializing. Um, but I was laughing um, when Julia asks him if they are, if Diane is his friend, a special friend. <laughs> Which I thought, Julia, do yeah. you really want to know? <laughs> I don't think I want to know. Right, right. <laughs> like, um, like, might be. How, how close are you, Dad? Right. Yeah. I guess maybe she's trying to figure out if this is just like a one-time event where she's gonna accompany him as a friend, or if maybe this is the possible stepmom or something. Yeah, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but you know, Tom tells her, like, you could say that kind of. <laughs> To go too much too deep in there. <laughs> right. So it made me kind of feel like 
I wanted to slap Gabriel a little bit, like punch him in the arm. Like, seriously, Papa Mitchell is getting some, and here we are, like a freaking nun, like a vow of chastity, nothing. (laughs) Right. Right. You know, you ought to be ashamed, Gabriel. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that was hysterical. So, um, yeah, Julia stops and thinks for herself for a moment that what plate was the one that captured her dad's um, attention? And then she thinks that maybe it was not the meatloaf. <laughs> so I guess she's not a fan of that. Uh, okay. Well, you know, as long as Tom's not complaining, I don't see the problem. <laughs> yeah, right. right. So, you know. Oh, golly. Well, he was already smitten with um, Paul's mom and how she used to make donuts from scratch. So, it, it's kind of like a no-brainer. If she hadn't been married, she uh, yeah, you know, they say that, uh, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. I think Diane figured that out quickly. Um, and Leslie says, as my friend's grandmother used to call it, spending special time. <laughs> Diane and Tom. Uh, right, right. right. Mm-hmm. And that concludes today's chapter 54. So, yay! That was fast. Um, so thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you for inviting me. I hope you all enjoyed the conversation. I know I loved it, but I always love talking with you, and I love talking about SR's books. It's just always so much fun to do this. I get caught up in other things, and then when I'm having a conversation about something that I haven't thought about as much lately, or you know, have Okay, awesome. I can't wait to see that picture. Okay. Um, so thank you for joining us, Mango. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Oh, it's always been so much fun. Thanks, guys. It's just so great to talk to you. So thank you all. Have a great Sunday. And uh, I'll see you online during the week. Okay. All right. Bye, Mango. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, and that was Mango. Yay! So much fun. Oh my god, time flies when you're having fun. So, um, in case you were wondering, we're going to come back next week for a special party because, you know, the wedding is among us. So we're going to have a special uh, rehearsal dinner party for Gabriel and Julia and you. All of you are welcome. You are our special guests. So by all means, don't forget to join us. Again, that's going to be next Sunday, October 22nd at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, New York Time. And share your thoughts, your good wishes to the happy couple who Mr. and Mrs. soon-to-be Emerson, if you have a uh, special uh, maybe gift you want to give the couple, the new, the future Mr. and Mrs., or advice, wedding advice, marriage advice, what is it? Let us know at Gabriel Series FP. Don't be a stranger. We love hearing from you. And so, by all means, you're all invited. We're going to have lots of drinks as always, and the happy couple and beautiful music playing in the background so don't be a stranger we'll see you around again that's next week for the special rehearsal dinner party yay so thank you so much for joining us tonight we hope you have fun hopefully maybe by next sunday my partner will be back and skype will behave um other than that thank you so much for joining us today and woof 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 as pam says (laughs) and yes cocktails lots and lots of cocktails leslie Alright, so I'll let you go and thank you so much. Have a great day and our thoughts and prayers are with everyone. Have a good week.
Bye. Freckles in your smile in the back of my mind making me 